Welcome. Welcome to Modern Mind. To Modern Mind. Ancient book. Ancient book. Where we together explore one of the most important books in human history. Thank you for joining us for another Modern Mind ancient book. We are going to change the format a little bit. Doug, who was joining us, is a successful lawyer and a fine man. And unfortunately, this project became one too many things on his plate. So he graciously bowed out. And I just want to thank you, Doug, if you're listening to this podcast, for being a part of our lives, myself and my family, and for attempting to join us on this journey. Doug, thank you so much for the time you spent with us. And um, you're always invited back, sir. We are going to start the book of numbers today. That's the survey we're going to do. Before we do that, let's do a quick recap on where we've been. We started with the book of Job because this book is the oldest book of the Bible. Now, it has very little to do with the Torah or the Pentateuch or the five books of the law, which we are currently going through. We are in book number four. The book of Job did probably come from Moses's interactions with Jethro, his father-in-law. This was probably seen as wisdom literature and information from God to his people. And Jethro, I believe, was considered to be a follower of the one true God and a priest before there were priests, which is a very interesting fact. So, We then did Genesis, which we call a creation account, but really it's an ordering account. God ordered the world. He made sense of the chaotic waters. He created the land, the earth, the sun, the stars, the things that are green, the things that swim, the things that are on the land, and indeed human beings, but not human beings to serve the gods, but instead, in his own image. Human beings, in the book of Genesis, have equality with God. Job is somewhere around 2000 B.C. The book of Genesis is somewhere around 1440 or so. The books, the following books, Genesis, Exodus, and Leviticus, Exodus and Leviticus, span about a two-year period. Genesis, Exodus, and Leviticus span about a two-year period. Genesis remembers the founding fathers of the Jewish nation and the Jewish faith, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's our introduction to them. Now, they existed somewhere around 2000 BC, before, probably. They are very, very important people. They are the people to whom and through whom the faith was transferred. We leave the book of Genesis, meeting Joseph, who was taken to Egypt. We then 
find the Hebrews in Egypt who have been there for 430 years. And thus Joseph has passed away, and the Pharaoh at the time had forgotten how instrumental Joseph was in keeping Egypt safe and indeed creating its wealth because the nations during a famine came to Egypt because Joseph had planned for the famine because Joseph had been given a word that it was coming. In the book of Exodus, we meet Moses. Moses was an Egyptian for all intended purposes. He was raised in the Pharaoh's court. He killed an Egyptian, fled Egypt, went to Midian, married a Midianite. He was there for a very long time until he was chosen by a burning bush incident where God appeared to him to return to Egypt to lead his people out and thus we have Exodus. Exodus finds us with Moses and Pharaoh. We have the God of the Hebrews who created the Hebrews to go take the land of Canaan but first they must be loosed from their chains in Egypt to move forward to go take the land. They also must be reprogrammed. So the God of the Hebrews presents himself as the one who overcomes the God Pharaoh and the gods of Egypt, which he does. Pharaoh and all of his army destroyed in the Red Sea. On the other side of that, we get to Leviticus and the end of Exodus, where you find the tabernacle, which is the tent of meeting, the Ark of the Covenant, the glory of God, the sacrificial system, the ordering of the people, etc., that's about a two-year period. Now we're in the book of Numbers. The book of Numbers starts at about a month after the erection of the tabernacle. The people are there at Mount Sinai, where they receive the law and where they receive the sacrificial system and all of the education required to become Hebrews. Now they're a nation set apart. They're not Egyptian they're Hebrews. They have their own God. They have their own system. In the book of Numbers, it opens with a census. All the mighty men of Israel are counted. There are further laws and agreements that are put into place. Through that process, in Numbers, the people make a mistake. But before we get to the mistake, let's get to the date. We are going to call numbers approximately 1444 to 1406 BC. And again, this covers about, or this starts about a month after the book of Leviticus. It's a 38 year period. Why a 38 year period? They were supposed to go take the land of Canaan. As a matter of fact, in chapter 13, we find the pivotal moment that really caused a lot of problems for the Jewish people. They sent out 12 spies into the land of Canaan. When they went into the land of Canaan, they found walled cities and they found people who were very strong. They found the descendants of what we call the giants or the Nephilim. Now that's a subject we'll get into on another day, because right now we're just doing a survey. So, 
they go out into the land, they find it to be not only a land filled with people who are strong, but a land filled with goods. There's everything you could possibly need to live life, and a good life. And the God of the Hebrews told them to go take the land. But when the twelve spies return, ten of the spies return with fear. They say, the people in the land are too strong. And the fact that the people in the land are too strong means that they cannot take the land. Only two spies return with positive statement. Joshua and Caleb. Consequently, the people rebel. They cry and they weep. And they just want to go back to Egypt. They want to go back to being Egyptians. That's how the story recounts. This is the pivotal moment. This is what stopped the Hebrews from moving forward and taking the land. At this point in history, there was no need for the additional 38 years. There was no need for them to wander in the wilderness. But because of the lack of trust in the God who brought them out and the desire to return to the land of Egypt, where they had much, so they remember. The Lord then said, I will bring them through the wilderness for a total of 40 years. So, once they received the punishment, the people tried to go in and take the land for themselves. However, as the story recalls, God was not with them. Now, this is the central theme of this book. It's a very, very important thing to note that this book, the contents of this book, are built around this moment. Now, of course, there's other content in here. But this is the content that defines the atmosphere for what will take place. Because 38 years pass now. 38 years. They lost an entire generation you have the people coming out of Egypt, and they believe, for the most part, like the Egyptians believe. Now you have a competing system, because you have the God of the Hebrews now, and you have his system, but that system obviously hadn't been fully accepted. So a full generation now will die in the wilderness, and the new generation, we'll find out in Deuteronomy when we get there, will then have the right to take the land. There are some controversial things in this book. In chapter 5, there's one in particular about how if a husband's jealousy is kindled against his wife, or if he feels jealous against his wife, then um, he can take her to the tabernacle, and she has to drink some poison water, and if she dies, then... You know, she did, she did what the husband thought. So that's a tough one. We're not going to discuss it, but I assure you we can discuss it. And it may not be as bad as it appears to you. We'll get there eventually. You have a rebellion in the book. 
you have Aaron receiving his authority, which Aaron, so Aaron is the brother of Moses. He's a, he's a very important, and in this point, a more central character, because Aaron's descendants, his people, they're not counted as warriors. They're counted as Levites, who are the priestly class of the nation uh, that was forming of the Hebrews. So Aaron's descendants are to take care of the tent, offer the sacrifices, oversee the judgment of the people, and uh, and this is this is what they do. That's their job. The other twelve tribes, the Levites, are not counted as a tribe in this. They're counted as a people who are to be spread out among the people as God's representatives among the people. So we have Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, now Aaron. Aaron becomes a very important person. Aaron's line are the Levites or the priests. We also have Caleb and Joshua. Joshua is going to become a very important person as well. So, the 12 tribes are to muster their people. They're going to go take the land. They go into the land to spy. They come back. Oops, they can't do it, they say. Caleb and Joshua say, yes, we can because God is with us. Caleb and Joshua are blessed. Joshua becomes a very important person. Moses has many problems after this. God is very angry with his people for this. And that's the central theme of this book. Next time you join me, we will be into the book of Deuteronomy. And this actually will close out the book of the Torah or the Pentateuch or the Law of Israel. And I'm trying to get a rabbi to join us to kind of tie everything together for us. And uh, I'm excited about that. I hope you are. Please join us again. And if you would like to communicate with us, that would be modernmindancientbook at gmail.com. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, I no, it's uh, TuneIn. We're on Amazon Echo. We are anywhere you would like to listen to us. Thank you for your time. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. Come back soon. Thank you for joining us for Modern Mind, Ancient Book. We hope that the time spent with us was valuable for you. It certainly was for us. Like Isabella said, please come back soon.